kindness is better than life. Can you say amen? Praise the Lord. As you can probably tell by now, pastor's not here. I feel for you all because he's not. You have to put up with me tonight. So uh, you all can pray and just whatever you do, please. If somebody does this, I will have hard feelings against you. Whatever you don't do, don't say, oh, Lord, bless him. Okay? Promise? You promise? <laughs> I'm just kidding. The Lord is good. Amen. Hallelujah. You have your Bibles, turn with me. And while you're turning, I would like to give honor to Pastor. I am excited the direction the church is taking. I'm excited about what God is doing and uh, what He's going to do. And uh, I, I just am thankful. I'm just thankful to be a part of it. Can you say praise the Lord? And I don't want to hold anything back. Can you say amen? I want to give it everything I've got. When the Lord comes back, I want Him to find me doing something for Him, giving my heart and soul, amen, to His work of His vineyard and not be tied down. Can you say praise the Lord? I see, I asked you to turn somewhere, and then I said, while you're turning, I didn't even tell you where to turn, did I? I, have, I told someone the other day, I said, you can't accuse me of losing it because I never had it. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get, a time to lose, a time to keep, a time to cast away. A time to rend, a time to sow, a time to keep silence, a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. And uh, Pastor <clears throat> texted me last afternoon, yesterday, asked me if I was available to minister this evening. It's always a privilege and honor to minister for him in his pulpit. And uh, I said, absolutely, I wouldn't, unless I absolutely cannot do it, I will never tell Pastor no, never, ever, whatever he asked me to do in servitude. And then after I said, absolutely, I thought, what do you have on your heart? And what have you prepared? And what direction are you going to go? And, and I began to think about the things that the Lord had put on my heart for me and that didn't feel right, and that didn't feel right. And then I thought, well, you've got to prepare for something tonight, and you've got work tomorrow, and then you have just a couple hours after work to prepare. I thought, oh, Lord. 
And then uh, got a phone call from the job that I was supposed to do today. And they said, David, we're going to have to postpone. <laughs> and the Lord just prepared today for me. And I began to pray this morning and didn't, couldn't get, I mean, it was bouncing off the ceiling. And finally about noon, I just, the Lord began to open up to me. And I'm so thankful that he did. And tonight I would like to minister what I believe that the Lord has laid upon my heart. Amen. And the title for the message that I feel like the Lord has given me is this. It's time for war. It's time for war. It's time to go to battle. It's time to pick up the sword. It's time to get ready. And it's time to do battle with the enemy. Some We hold back sometimes. It's not time to hold back any longer. It's time to stand up and declare ourselves in the battle with everything that we've got and fight the battle with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And someone say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Would you pray for me right now that the message that I feel like God has given me would come forth with anointing and with the heart of a servant. Let us receive it tonight. Jesus, we need you. It's your word, and we are your people. And we are praying, God, as we are thriving and endeavoring to, to perform your will, to revival and reaching our city and being victorious in Christ and having victorious youth and victorious marriages and victorious, Lord, in our Christian lives. We are praying, God, that your word would come forth and give us inspiration and direction under the anointing. Lord, I ask you humbly to anoint me tonight and anoint every ear, Lord, as your servants. Lord, and as your servant, I submit myself to you. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. You may be seated. It's time for war. For the Bible says in Ephesians, as we know it well, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Just for a brief explanation and a foundation of this scripture, let me say when it talks about principalities. It talks about something that was set in the beginning. Amen. It's talking about the evil that was set forth in the beginning of time when the adversary, the devil, rose up against our God and rebelled against him and tried to lift himself up above. We wrestle against those principalities tonight. We wrestle against those powers. We wrestle against the rulers of the darkness of this world. And when the definition of this world is not just the world that we live in, but it's talking about the age that we live in. We wrestle against spiritual wickedness in high places. It's not talking about our government officials. High is defined as the celestial. It's defined as the sky that is above us. It's defined as the spirits that are in that sky. Amen. The spirits, amen, of deceit and rebellion that rule this world. Hallelujah. But God is greater in us than he that is in the world. Can you say amen? 
We wrestle against that. We are at war, whether we like it or whether we do not like it. We are in a battle, not for our lives, but for our very souls. We are in a battle for the souls of our loved ones. We are in a battle for the souls of our neighbors. We are in a battle for the souls of our acquaintances. We're in a battle for the souls of our loved ones. Whether we want to accept it or not, we must understand, and it must be clear tonight, you cannot sit on the sidelines. We cannot sit on the sidelines and be clear of the battle and watch the battle like they tried to do in the Civil War, in Bull Run, watching the battle, and then all of a sudden it got too close and they realized they were a part of the battle. If you're a child of God, born of the Spirit, knowing the truth, walking with God, you're a part of a battle tonight. That's a battle for your soul and the souls of everybody that you come in contact with. Someone say praise the Lord. It's time to accept it. It's time to receive it. It's time to step up and pick up the sword and get in the battle. Someone say amen. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But we need to understand tonight that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but we need to understand that they are mighty, mighty, mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Oh, hallelujah. The weapons that we have and the strongholds that he sends us to to pull down. When we look at those strongholds, those strongholds may seem daunting. Those strongholds may seem great. Those strongholds may seem overpowering. But we must understand that the God who sends us will give us the power to pull down the strongholds and be victorious in the Spirit to do the work of the Lord. Somebody shout, yes! yes. Wherefore, wherefore, take ye unto you, take unto you the whole armor of God. Hallelujah! That you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Before I go any further, when you read this portion of Scripture, it leaves us the impression that we need to take on the armor of God and then just stand. There are times when we just need to stand. When the enemy comes in like a flood, we need to stand. When the enemy comes in with false doctrine, we need to stand. When the enemy comes in with onslaughts against us and against the church, we need to stand. Stand. Someone say, stand. But the weapons, amen, and the armor are not made to just stand. The armor that we are to put on is meant for us to go forward. It's meant for us to lay claim to the promise that Jesus said, I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not, shall not, shall not, shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church when the church is led and anointed by the Spirit. The church shall thrive. The church shall go forward. The church shall prevail. The church shall overcome. The church shall walk into the enemy camp and destroy the work of the enemy by the Spirit and the anointing of the Lord. It's time to put the armor on. 
It's time to pick it up again. Hallelujah. We need to stand, therefore, first of all, having our loins girt about with truth. We need to grab a hold of the truth. We need to buy the truth and sell it not. We don't sell it for anything. We don't sell it for any temptation. We don't sell it for any bitterness. We don't sell it for any hate. We don't sell it for any lie. We grab a hold of the truth, the doctrine, the truth, and we hold on to it with every fiber of our being. Buy the truth and sell it not. You put that truth on. That truth is truth. And truth does not change. Someone say amen. Hallelujah. The deliverance might change. The way that it's presented might change. But it still stands. There is only one God. His name is one. There's only one baptism. There's one. One Lord. One faith. One baptism, one road, one way, one God, one church, Jesus' name. We buy the truth and we hold on to it. We put it around us and say, that's where I live. Someone say amen. Amen. By the truth, gird about your loins. The loins protect the reproduction system. There's only one way to reproduce in the church, and that's with the truth. With the truth. Repent, repent, repent. Be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. Being baptized into Christ and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There's no compromise. Can you say praise the Lord? We're going to gird about our loins with truth. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. We will not allow bitterness or hate. We will not allow anything in our heart that had not to be because to fight the fight of faith, to fight the fight of a soldier of the Lord, it takes a pure heart and a pure motive and a pure life. We're going to keep our heart pure. We're going to keep righteousness in our heart. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to shod our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Everywhere we go, we're going to talk about Jesus. Everyone we see, we're going to talk about Jesus. We're not going to go into any situation of conversation that we don't have the preparation of the gospel of peace. We will have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Everywhere I go, everyone I see, everyone I talk to, someone say praise the Lord. We're going to take on the shield of faith because above all, Paul said, above all, take the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, of the enemy. It takes the shield of faith. Hear me now. Hear me well. You will. There's a desire that God has placed in each one of us. It's there. I know it's there. And when it's not being fulfilled, there's an emptiness in your soul. 
You can feel it. You're dry. You're hollow. There's an emptiness there. But there's a desire that God has placed in the heart of every single one of us to see him, to know him, to be used by him, to do a work for him, to be spiritual, to be deep in God, to be used of God, to be anointed of God. Someone say, praise the Lord. It's there. I know it's there. It's in your heart. He placed it there. He put it there. It's there. It's growing. It's there. It's it's in there. It might be hid, but it's there. And when that awakens and comes alive, and you start to march, and you start to try, and you start to pray, and you start to seek, and you start to move forward. I want you to know that the enemy's not going to take it laying down. He's going to come at you with everything he has. Someone say amen. And we've got to have the shield of faith. We've got to have faith in the word, faith in the name, faith in the church, faith in the way, faith in the truth, faith in God, faith in our relationship to quench the fiery darts of the enemy and keep on keeping on, keep on keeping on. Hallelujah. Take the shield of faith. Get a hold of that shield of faith. You've got to have that shield of faith. There are callings. There are callings that are going forth in the Spirit. There are callings that are taking place in the Spirit. There were some callings that took place last week in Indianapolis, Indiana, upon some of our young people that are sitting here right now in the Spirit. God spoke to them. God touched them. God called unto them and said, come unto me. I want to use you. I want to bless you. I want to anoint you. There are callings that are going forth in the Spirit to pick up the weapons of warfare and fight the battle to be used of God, to be anointed of God. Those callings are there. And there are callings that are going forth that God says, I want to use you. I want to bless you. I want to anoint you. I'm putting a call in your heart. reach up and grab a hold of it and don't let go get a hold of that calling get a hold of it grab a hold of it like like Joab grabbed a hold of the horns of the altar and said if you're going to kill me kill me here I'm going to get a hold of that calling I'm going to fight the battle it's time to go to war it's It's not time to sit back and watch any brothers get slain. It's not time to sit on the sidelines and watch the enemy do his work, wreck his havoc, and do his. It's time to pick up the battle and go to battle and fight the battle. Somebody shout, yes. It's time to grab a hold of the sword of the Spirit and fight the battle of the Lord. I refused. To be half-baked Ephraim and laid down my weapons in the day of warfare because I'm half-baked. I want to go through the trials. I want to go through the test. I want to go through the, I want to go through what God wants me to go through to become the man, to become the woman that I need to be, to make a difference and fight the battle and be victorious and make a difference in somebody's life. Someone say, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm not going to lay my weapons down. It's time to pick them back up. It's time to pick them back up. It's time to pick them up. Someone say amen. It's time to pick them up. It's time to, it's time to get back on track. Oh, someone say praise the Lord. Take the helmet of salvation. 
protect your mind. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Protect your mind. Whatever you do, carnal, the Bible says, it also says casting down evil imaginations. The weapons of war, war warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down evil imaginations that exalt itself against God. Get a hold of your mind in the spirit. Get a hold of your mind and let your mind be on the things in the battle and the things of God. Don't let the enemy get in there and wreak havoc in our thoughts. Oh, someone say yes. Don't let the enemy do it. Put on the helmet of salvation. Protect your mind by the helmet of salvation. I'm saved. Jesus, help me. Jesus, protect my thoughts. Jesus, keep my thoughts. Jesus, direct my thoughts. Jesus, help. You can't do it. Oh, you've got to have the Lord. You've got to have the Lord. You've got to have him to lead your thoughts, guide your thoughts. Put that helmet on and wear that helmet and let our minds be upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living and his mercy and his grace which endureth to all generations. Someone say amen. Hallelujah. 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 I've got a good word. A good word for you. Deuteronomy. Hallelujah. Says, when thou goest out to battle, in chapter 20 and verse 1, when thou goest out to battle against thine enemies and see his horses, chariots, people more than thou, be not afraid of them, for the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. I want you to know that it took a miracle, an act of God, a sovereign act of God. I want you to understand that the same sovereign act of God that it took to get Israel out of Egypt is what it took to get us out of sin. It's a type and a shadow. It took a sovereign act of God. Hallelujah. But the same God that brought us out is the same God that will fight the battle for us. Hallelujah. He said, be not afraid. Don't be afraid. And it shall be in verse 2, when you come nigh unto the battle, that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people. And shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, ye approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint, fear not, and do not tremble, neither be ye terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Oh, hallelujah. You want to oh, praise the Lord. You step up to fight the battle. You pick up the weapons of your warfare. You start fighting the battle. Something comes against you. The Lord says, fear not. The Lord says, don't be afraid. The Lord says, fight the battle. I'll fight for you. He said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And the officers shall speak further unto the people. And they shall say in verse 8, What man is there that is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him go and return unto his house, lest his brethren's heart faint as well as his heart. Your heart and the faintness of your heart, if it is faint, it affects your brother sitting next to you. 
If your heart is faint and the words of your mouth are of doubt and fear, it will affect those around you. Did you know that, I, I'm amazed, I, I'm just amazed sometimes I read something and it just leaps off the pages, that the 12 men that were chosen to be spies were rulers of their tribe. They weren't just common men. They were chosen as rulers. And they affected as rulers the whole nation of Israel. Because they said, we cannot take the land. Hallelujah. My God, get some faith. Get some word. Speak some word. Speak some faith. Speak some hope. If you have a faint heart, ask God to give you the heart of the lion of the tribe of Judah. Let the heart of Jesus come in. Get a hold of some testimonies. Don't be faint of heart because when you're faint of heart, it affects your brother standing next to you. I can prove it. David and Goliath. I mean, David and Goliath has been preached upside down, sideways, this ways, that. I bet pastor in the years I've been here has preached it 25 times, if not more. And every time he does, it's like, oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. doesn't matter. Okay? doesn't matter how many times it's preached. That's good. That's good. So David comes on the scene. Everybody's afraid. Everybody's faintness of heart affected the whole army. Everybody's afraid. And in this situation, it only took one young man who had the heart of a lion and the anointing of God. What does the anointing do? It what? I can't hear you. Say it louder. I scream it, would you? Breaks the yoke. It breaks the yoke. The anointing breaks the yoke. Didn't you hear something like that at NAYC? A little bit. The anointing breaks the yoke. The anointing that David had upon himself to lead broke the yoke for the nation. One. Just one, just one that had the anointing. Just one that was anointed of God. Just one that was anointed. Hallelujah. The faintness of heart affected the whole nation. But one stepped up and said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who is? Who is he? Where's Giselle? Giselle, come to Paul. Hurry. Come here. I need your help. You want to help Paul preach? All right, come on. Come on, she's going to help Paul Paul preach. I've adopted her, okay? Almost got angry when they moved to France. Almost. Look at her. Isn't she precious? Isn't she wonderful? i got to ask you a question. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Thank you, sweetie. You did so good. Is there not a cause? Love you, Esme. You're my cause. 
Bria, you're my cause. Micah, you're my cause. Giselle, you're my cause. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Oh, hallelujah. To go into battle. To be strong in heart. To stand up and fight. It's time to go to war. I don't want to lose any more children. I don't want to lose any more teenagers. I don't want to lose any more brothers in the church. Is there not a cause to fight the fight? It's time for war. And if I can make a difference, I'm going to make a difference in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We need to get the Spirit. There's only two verses of Scripture attributed to Him in the whole Bible that I know of. But we need to get the Spirit of this man. How in the Lord's name, without the anointing, He was able to do what He did, I have no idea. But you take a piece of wood. I forgot to bring it. I was going to bring a piece of wood. Got in a rush trying to get here on time. Piece of wood. Take a piece of wood that has a point on the end of it. 600 Philistines with an ox goad. Shamgar said, I'm not going to take it anymore. Shamgar said, I have a Lord God who is able, and I'm going to fight the battle. And he picked up that ox goad, and he met the Philistines and destroyed 600 men. One will put 1,000 to flight. Two will put 10,000 to flight. Three will work on one million. It's time to fight the battle. It's time to go to war. It's not time to sit on the sidelines and be happy with our pity patty life, lifestyle involved in this world that's going to burn with a fervent heat. It's time to realize what's what and what is the kingdom of God. It's all that's going to last. It's time to put everything we've got into the kingdom. It's time for war. Hallelujah. I don't know how long the battle lasted. I don't know how many men he had to fight. I don't know. I don't know how many piles of dead bodies ended up around him of the Philistines. I don't know. All the Bible says was that he was a mighty man of David. And that he arose. He arose. He got up. He arose and said, I'm going to fight. He arose and said, I'm going to do battle. And you know what? It doesn't matter what age we are. Smith Wigglesworth, Wigglesworth, who transformed his nation at the time was a 50-year-old plumber without an education. But the king said, I fear his prayers more than all of another nation. You have power with God. If you stand up and want to be used of God, 
You have power to make a difference. You grab a hold of the sword of the Spirit. And you begin to fight with the sword of the Spirit. I don't know how long he fought. The Bible says, though, that he became so weary. He was so weary, weary, weary of fighting. But his hand claimed to the sword. They had to pry his fingers loose from the sword. I'll tell you what, we need to get the heart in the spirit that we've got to pry my fingers loose from the word of God. There's nothing going to pry me loose from the word of God. I'm going to hold on to it. We've got to get a hold of that. It's the only way to win the battle is with the word of the Lord. Grab a hold of it. Hold on to it and carry it and fight with it until your hand gets weary. And they have to pry your fingers loose from here, O Israel. The Lord our God is one. And that never changes. Someone say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Interesting story in the Bible. A couple of points that I'm sure it's been preached. I'm sure it has. I, I just... There have been so many messages preached. I think about every point in the Bible has been taken until pastor gets up here and starts preaching. <laughs> and then he hits a half a dozen every service I've never heard. <laughs> Someone say praise the Lord and amen. Amen. Saul was king. I don't know what year it was. All I know that he was at a certain part of the kingdom. And <laughs> how in the world... Do you go to battle with an army of men that don't have any swords, spears, or shields, or bows, or any such thing? How do you do it? That's what he was up against. The Philistines had control of the nation. They wouldn't allow them to have a smith in the nation because they were afraid they would make swords and spears and raise up an army. So they kept their thumb on them and kept them under control by doing it that way. And there wasn't a sword or a spear among them except for Saul and Jonathan. And, oh, Lord, I started to be, I'm going to say it. It's not, Saul was doing what he does best. Sitting in his lazy hind end, trying to be king. Are you with me? That's what he did when Goliath called, my Lord, have mercy. Sitting back there trying to be king, not out fighting the battle. So Jonathan gets up, and you know the story. Matter of fact, our good brother Colberth preached this last year, and he preached about the two rocks and, and strongholds that need to, need to come down. He preached about strongholds. Y'all remember that? Someone say amen. I remember it. Praise the Lord. He preached about the names of the rocks and what they were and how they're strongholds, and strongholds need to come down. And Jonathan went out with his armor bearer and said, let's go. Let's don't tell Dad. He, he, he just get an attitude about it. Let's just go. They weren't very close like they should have been. Jonathan should have been his right-hand man. Hey, man. But Abner sat on his right-hand side. But, so Jonathan goes out. He says, we're gonna, if we're going to run into some men, and if they tell us to come up, we'll know the Lord's delivered them into our hand. 
And if they tell us to come down we'll, or wait on us to come down, then we'll know we're in trouble. And so they went out, let us go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised. Maybe the Lord will work for us, for there is no restraint to God, to the Lord, to say by many or few. And, he, and they, you know the story. I'm just going to get through it here. They went, saw the men. The men said, come on up. He went up. He, he knocked them down. The armor bearer slew them. They slew 20 men in about a half acre of land. They slew them. Anointed of God. Slew them all. Okay? And all of a sudden, one man's battle, one man's desire, one man's anointing, one man's hunger, one man's willingness to get up and fight the battle. One man, just one. That's all it took. Just one. He got up. He fought the battle. And the Bible says, and there was a trembling in the host. Just one. Just one, Tyler. Just one. There was a trembling in the host of the enemy. All it takes is one. There was a trembling that began to shake. And in the field and among all the people, the garrison and the spoilers, they also trembled. And the earth quaked. And it was a very great trembling. Because one man said, it's time for war. It's time to fight. It's time to do battle. It's time to either do it or quit. And he got up. I want, don't you know what one man can do? One man. One. Just one. You say, well, there, you know, and it's, it's always easy. And it's always a temptation. And it's always, well, we've got so many in our church, I'm sure somebody else will take care of it. That's not the problem. That, that, that's, that's, that's not the question. The question is, what is God calling you and us to do? That's the question. What part do I play in this? Where do I fit in? What prayer am I supposed to pray? What am I supposed to do? Who am I supposed to minister to? That, what's Mike, what do I need to do to make my calling and election sure? That's the question. It's time to do war. Hallelujah. They defeated the enemy. They destroyed. Hallelujah. And they, they won the battle. Someone say praise the Lord. Paul, writing to Timothy, he said, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace of that is in Christ Jesus and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also you know I'm not quite a young man anymore but I kind of put myself here because I still want to receive teaching as a faithful man that I can minister to others. I don't believe it has to do with age. I believe it has to do with desire. I believe it has to do with hunger. 
I believe it has to do with thirst. Pastor preached a couple of weeks ago or three. He said, they that are hungry shall be filled. I believe that's what it, it is. So to those that are hungry, to those that God is dealing with, to those who want to achieve their fullness in Christ, to those that are willing, oh, Lord, to drink of the cup, to drink of the cup. And if you don't know what that means, you can ask me after service. I'll explain it to you. To those who desire to be used in this last day in revival, to those, hallelujah, he said, teach others. Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangle himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. How many believe tonight that the Lord has chosen you to be a soldier in the Lord's army and fight the battle? Would you lift your hands and say praise the Lord? We have to be very careful. We have to be very careful. It's easy to become entangled with things that may not be, quote, unquote, a sin, but are a detriment to our walk and warfare in the battle of Christ. Someone say amen. It's easy to become entangled with things that take our mind and take our spirit and take our soul and take us away from the battle that makes the difference. Someone say amen. amen. Even today, even today, even today, Brother Wilson, Brother John, even today, I had the whole day. It was good. Praying this morning. Took me a little nap, Brother Buller. I'm so good at taking naps. Hallelujah. Got up restful, studying and praying. And I picked up my phone. And I was in the words, Brother Scotty. And I looked at Facebook. Oh. And for a while, oh, there's Giselle. Oh, I like that. Oh, there's Gentry. He's awesome. Oh, there's, oh, there's Brother and Sister Duvall. They make me smile. And I realized my focus is out of kilter. Just today. I'm not on track. I'm ministering to God's people tonight. The chosen, the faithful, the anointed ones, filled with the Spirit, anointed of God, chosen of God in this day and this age to reach the lost, to minister and have revival. That's who I'm ministering to tonight. And I'm caught away while I'm preparing a message on Facebook. Okay, I shut it down right then. Got back on track. Maybe we need to shut some things down. And get back on track. Someone say amen. Maybe we need to ask God. What? Oh, my Lord. Maybe, are we his children? Are we his servants? Are we his chosen? Do we belong to him? Do we call him Savior? Somebody say yes. yes. Don't say anything now. I'm going to ask this. Do we call him Lord? Don't say anything. Because Savior and Lord is two different things. Savior, saving us. Lord, control of our life. Lord, he's our Lord. He is our Lord. Whether we want to accept it or not, he's the Lord. 
He's the Lord. Someone say amen to that. He is our He's my Lord. We need to pray and say, Lord, I want you to be Lord of my life. What do you want me to shut down so that I can be effective in the battle for souls, in the battle for my loved ones, in the battle for the church, in the battle for revival? What do you want me to shut down to be effective in the work of the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Moses called Joshua to him and said unto him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong. Music, you can go ahead and come back if you would. Be strong and of good courage. For thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers. To give them, Brother Buller, you pastored a long time. I'm not trying to say you're old or anything. I love you, man. In those days where you were pastoring, were there ever times when prophecies came forth, tongues and interpretation, messages, preaching, that spoke of a great revival in this area? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sworn. It, okay. It's happening now. A revival prophesied unto him in years gone by, just like it was sworn unto the fathers, you're going to give them the land that thou shalt cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he it is that doeth go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. Someone say praise the Lord. Let's all stand tonight. I'm old school. I know. I'm sorry. Maybe I'll be new school, young school one of these days. I, I just, I know it's Wednesday night. I know. Just because of the message that I feel like the Lord gave to me this afternoon. Just because I feel like it's of the Lord. Just because I feel like that there are many people here that want to be used and anointed and want to fight the battle, I'm going to ask if this message and any of this word has spoken to you and you want to be used of God, anointed of God to fight the battle, and you want to be a good soldier, you want to pick up the weapons of warfare again, perhaps if you've laid them down, if you've grown weary, if you've grown weary, and it seems like the sword is just too much to carry because you've carried it so long and you just want to stop and get a breather. You want to stop and he's weary. Your head's cleaving to the sword, to the word, and you're tired, but you don't want, you don't want to lay it down. You don't want to lay it down. You want to have the anointing. You want to be used. Anybody, I'm going to ask you if you'd be so kind. I want you to step out and get as close to this front as you can. I want you to step out and get as close as you can. Hallelujah. It's time for war. It's time to do battle. It's time to pick up the weapons of our warfare. It's time to grab a hold of the sword of the Spirit. It's time to get a hold of the armor and put on the whole armor of God. 
not just the shield of faith, but the breastplate of righteousness. Not just the breastplate of righteousness, the girdle of truth. We've got to have the whole armor of God to do battle in this day. I want you to come right now. I want you to come. I want you to come. And I want us to sing this song. And let's give our hearts to the Lord and ask Him to anoint us right now. Let's come. Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me. Anointing fall on me. That's it. Cry out to the Lord. Reach out to Him right now. Oh, hallelujah. All on me. Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me. Anointing fall on me. I want you to think of the ministry that God's calling you to do. I want you to think of the souls that you come in contact with and have a burden. I want you to think of your family and your loved ones. I want you to think of the calling that God's placed upon you. Ask God to give the anointing. Oh, hallelujah.